Welcome to Fireside Chat, a short interlude with weekly features, where I, Yehoshep Lucas, will be showcasing and interviewing prominent D&D creators. This week, we are talking to Britton Valda, a Kososhad dungeon master and a member of the Ark Kososhad community, about utilizing the Rorschach method to determine your playstyle. What is Rorschach DMing and why is it helpful? Basically, it's when your party's first interaction with an NPC or an event is left deliberately open-ended to see how the PCs react towards it. Afterwards, you use those reactions to solidify the personality in future interactions to create something the PCs will enjoy because they themselves unknowingly help to create it. I call it Rorschach DMing because just like how someone telling you what they see in ink blots can reveal insights about them, your players reacting towards these open-ended situations can help give you insight on what they may enjoy or respond well to. Now, taking these ideas from your players to make the adventure work better with them is not something I came up with, and most DMs can say that they have done this at some point. What makes this approach different is that you know and expect this to happen and deliberately create situations where the player's reactions to said situations can be used by you. How have you been able to use this approach when running your own Kostrad game? I was able to use it to answer one of the most common questions Curse of DMs ask ourselves and the community. How should I play Strahd for my campaign? I didn't know my players before I started my current campaign. With only a session zero, I didn't have a good idea which version of Strahd to play as. Should I use the delightfully dickish Strahd who tries to corrupt the party first? The hidden dark lord who waits to reveal himself? Or perhaps the noble demon who confronts the party early on? Unsurprisingly, Dragna and Schweissbinnen helped me come up with the answer and this Rorschach method. By tweaking Schweissbinnen's first Strahd encounter, I was able to have my players decide what Strahd would be like. This is how I set it up. First, Death House and the Village of Barovia should serve to provide just enough information about Strahd that they have a general idea of what he is like to hopefully prevent the players from thinking he's a good guy but that they can take him out on level three. Emphasizing what he did to the Durse at Death House, the fear the village has for him, and Irina and Ismark begging you to bring them to safety should help accomplish that. Second, I had the first Strahd encounter happen while the PCs were traveling to Velaki for the first time. While crossing Zarfall's bridge, I had Strahd's carriage appear from a distance and specifically mentioned that it was still a couple minutes away in order to give them the opportunity to flee if they wanted to. They did not. So the carriage approached them and Strahd started to converse with them in the usual way, menacing monologue, acting creepy, etc., etc. Then I had him ask the PCs to bow to him. I did that because while the request was certainly meant to be aggressive, it was not openly hostile. Just enough that it can provoke the more aggressive PCs to attempt physical violence but not enough where the more cautious PCs would feel comfortable joining in on it. After Strahd was satisfied with his opening salvo, he departed, leaving the PCs to figure out what was going on. 
I consider this an example of the Rorschach method because it was deliberately set up to allow many possible resolutions to it. By having them spot Strahd's carriage a couple minutes away, it gave the party the opportunity to try to run away and hide. If they had done so, then I would have known the more hidden Strahd would be the way to go. I had Strahd politely demand for them to bow to create a situation where the party could choose to be revoked into attacking, creating a hostile from the get-go Strahd. Instead, the party swallowed their pride and played along, which meant Strahd would continue to act polite and have the more social interactions with them for the time being. How have your players reacted to this approach? They reacted very well to it. Two simply bowed, enough to placate Strahd, but not impress him. He did ask questions to figure out details he did not know about them, and casually mentioned one of them possibly joining his service after finding out one was a warlock to create paranoia. One bowed and kissed his ring, which didn't impress Strahd, and marked that PC as a possible successor. The final PC attempted to shake Strahd's hand, so he had his primary target for harassment. With this information, I now had a solid idea how to play Strahd with this party. Since the party as a whole showed a minimum of decorum, he would not directly antagonize him till things escalated, but would secretly try to antagonize the rude PC, groom his possible successor, and try to turn the other two to his side. It even created some inter-party conflict as the PC who was rude to Strahd angrily asked the other party member why he would kiss Strahd's ring. When that session was over, I spoke with my party to gauge how they enjoyed it, and the response was very positive. They liked having a chance to interact with the main villain so early on and navigate a tense situation. Personally, I would say this situation leans in nicely to why Strahd is such a popular villain, which is that he's able to interact with the party often before the final battle to help develop the conflict between the party and him. I would even say this fits perfectly with Strahd's personality. Gathering information about your newest playthings while indulging in some power play BS definitely seems like something he would do. Are there any times when you might want to avoid this technique? While I found this very useful for Strahd, I do not think it's necessary for every PC. Not that you even could without becoming as crazy as Mad Mage. As the endgame villain for the campaign, it makes sense that you would like to get as much information as possible before firmly deciding how you interact with the party members. Few things are as disappointing as realizing your big baddie just is not engaging your party It also helps that he can leave and appear pretty much as many times as he wants at very little risk of him dying, which makes these situations much easier to set up. Minor NPCs or even major ones, such as Esmeralda or Van Richten, I personally do not believe needed as much, since many of them serve specific roles that don't rely on personalities in the sense that they can offer more assistance as opposed to purely combatants. And frankly, it's very difficult to plan long-term if you're just reacting to what the party does for every single interaction. Now, Irina, I am unsure if this method is good or not for. On one hand, the community, you do see every so often that the party doesn't particularly care for her, so this method might prove useful in preventing that. On the other hand, Irina does not have the same buildup as Strahd. So making this first encounter with Irina, quote-unquote, open-ended, might make her seem lacking in personality and backfire. 
Lastly, I would say if you feel certain that you know what your party will enjoy, then go ahead and do that. This is meant to help answer questions you're unsure about. So if you're not unsure, they don't feel the need to use this.